We've got a fun episode today. We're going to take a look at a couple of different tools that can really help out in development. But first, let me show you this Rails application I have here. There are a couple of different projects, so when I click on a project here, I get this exception. So let's try to figure this out. We have undefined method empty on nil. And it says it's around line two here, creating a checkbox. Hmm. So I don't see any call to empty right here in the view. I suppose we could take a look at the stack trace and figure it out from that. But it seems like this exception page could be improved a bit to help us uh, debug this problem a little easier. And that brings us to the first tool I want to show you here, Better Errors. Uh, this is probably something I'll be adding to every one of my Rails applications because it's just so useful. Not only does the exception page look a lot nicer, but it adds a lot of great functionality to go along with it. Let's try it out. Now, when adding this to the gem file, it's important to specify the development group because we don't want to run the risk of showing our exception details in production. So we can say the uh, Better Errors gem here, and you'll need to run the bundle command to install it. And if I try restarting my Rails app and re-triggering this exception, it is now handled by better errors. And this time, it shows us the exact place in the code where the exception occurred, complete with nice syntax highlighting here. We can see the uh, empty method, which was triggered here. That's what caused the exception. And if we ever want to check up the stack trace, we can just click on here, and it will show us the source code related to that part in the stack. And you can also check out the entire Rails app. So any, any uh, gems you're using, you can see the source code for that uh, gem internals. That way you can figure out exactly what's going on behind the scenes as well. Really awesome. One reason I love this so much is that it helps me better understand how Rails works. You can see that the checkbox method is triggered here. And we can see that method is called on this form builder. And we can go through every step in the process and better understand what's going on. Now further down here, it gives us further information about the request, such as any parameters or cookies which are used. And uh, this isn't all this gem can do though. If you check this out here, there's a tip to add the binding of caller gem to add a lot more functionality. Let's try that. So in our gem file, I'll add that uh, binding of caller gem again in the development group. And if you're doing this, make sure you're on a trusted network because you don't want any malicious users accessing your Rails app if you're doing this. And then after restarting the app and reloading this page, I get a lot more information here, including uh, the local and instance variables at that point in the code. And this works for any point in the stack trace as well. So if I go further up the stack, at that point here, the local and instance variables. Really cool. But one of the greatest features is the interactive prompt here, which we can also do at any point in the stack trace. So this is where the exception occurred, and we can see that completed at is nil. So if we try calling empty on that, we get that same exception which was raised. So instead of calling not empty on this, I probably want something like completed at is present, and that returns false, which uh, looks like what I want. And to make that change, I can just click on the link here for the file, and that opens it up straight in my editor. Now I'm just going to fix this problem directly here, but I highly recommend you first add an automated test that repeats the bug to ensure that you fixed it and it doesn't come back again. Also, if there's a bug like this, that probably means that our test suite isn't good enough because it didn't catch it in the first place. So anyway, let's uh, try this out. And reloading our page, and it works now, yay! Now let me show you another bug on this application here, and that is if we mark a task as complete by checking this box, it should automatically move it to the completed tasks section and update the record in the database through Ajax, but that isn't working for some reason. If we check out the development log, we can see that an exception was raised on that Ajax request, but wouldn't it be nice if we could see this exception and inter interact with it through better errors? 
And we can, simply by going to the path on a Rails application, underscore, underscore, better, errors. So this shows us the exception that last occurred, and we can see it matches what we saw in the development log, undefined method zero for the one string. So let's say the complete add value here, that is the string of one. And so if we probably want to call a two integer on this before seeing if it's a zero value. And let's see if that works here. That returns false, which is what we want. And we can fix that by opening it in our editor by clicking this link. I just love this link to the editor. And add a quick uh, 2i call in here. And we could try out our Ajax again. And this time it's working, with all thanks to better errors to help us debug this problem. Now before finishing up our look at better errors, I wanted to point out a couple of things about the editor link. For one thing, it works with uh, internal gem pages as well. So let's say we want to learn how this assign attributes uh, method works more, then we can click on here. And that brings up the exact source code file in TextMate. Really cool. Now if you wanted to customize which editor it opens up when you click on that link, you can do so under uh, maybe just an initializer file in your Rails app. Let's call it better errors. And then we can call uh, better errors dot editor. And there are several different symbols you can pass in here. One is sublime if you want to use that. And so only do that if we have better errors defined. Now, if you check out the R docs, you can see a list of the different symbols that you can pass in for different editors, or you can also use a string or even a proc object if you want something more custom. All right, moving along, the other tool I wanted to show you here is called Rails Panel. This is actually an extension for Chrome, which adds sort of like a development log right within the browser. Pretty handy. Let me show you how to set it up. Uh, there are some instructions here. You can just go through the Chrome Web Store. Now, some have reported that you need to first sign in. I haven't experienced that any problems without signing in, but uh, you might want to keep that in mind and try that if you need to. So just say add to Chrome here and then add this. Now, in addition to the extension, you also need to add a gem to your application called Meta Request, and you'll want to add this to the development group. Now, after restarting our Rails app, we can go into the Chrome Developer Panel, and we have this new Rails Panel option here, and when we go throughout various pages of our application, you can see that an entry shows up in uh, the panel. And this works for Ajax Request 2. Clicking here, you can see a new entry shows up. So this shows us all kinds of details about the request, what format it was, uh, how long it took to process, various parameters and database queries that happened, and also uh, views that were rendered. And we cl click on this like we could with Rails error, and it shows up inside of the editor. Really cool. Now, if you want to customize which editor the Rails panel uses, just go under the Chrome Preferences, under Extensions. You can choose options here for the panel and customize the editor there. Now overall, this is a pretty simple tool, but it's really nice to have all this information just in line in the browser instead of having to look in a separate uh, log. Now I wanna finish up with some notes about how these tools work. They both use middleware pretty extensively. We can see in this list here, the better errors middleware and meta request. Now I believe it's important that the meta request gem comes after better errors in the gem file. So that way, if you're tracking exceptions and events, meta request will be able to track that and then it passes it on to better errors. Unfortunately, I was having some trouble getting uh, exceptions to show up under the Rails panel. Perhaps it's not really supposed to, or maybe I'm doing something wrong. I'm not quite sure yet, I gotta look into it more. 
Well, that wraps up this episode on Better Errors and Rails Panel. I want to give a special thank you to the developers of these gems just for making our lives as Rails developers a little easier. That's it for this episode. Thanks for watching.